Uh, hi, this is Don Marrero. Yes, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Listen up, kids. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Kate Quigley. Because I know when I first moved out here, I right away booked a gig on a union TV show, acting, and it happened so fast. It's kind of like when you go to Vegas and your first hand you win. <laughs> you think, gambling is easy. I'm going to win all this hand. Good to talk to Kate again. Uh, you'd be surprised to find out, even though she has that like party-type persona, uh, you'd be surprised to find out what she actually likes to do when she's not on stage. All right, so and it's nothing like that. Stop. Uh, also, let me see. Coming up, we have the song of the week from The Rex. And on the other side of this dumb bit, well, we'll talk to Kate. The new Mountain Dew Summer flavors are here, and they're extreme, extremely extreme. Like the new Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption has to be the best flavor ever. And I was trying, you know, I was listening all the time, which just happens to be my favorite band in the world. You know, so it was all good. So whenever I listen to them, I think about the Nervous Conniption. I mean, it's just that good. Oh, and right now I'm talking about one friend, Emma, because I'm probably going to have Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption with her, because, you know, wouldn't that be so much fun? We'd be all really hyped together. You know, because being hyped okay. is the best part of right. the Okay, thank you. Thank you. Know, thanks. That's why it's so great. Shut up! Ah, sorry! <laughs> New Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Get some fast. Kate Quigley is a stand-up comedian originally from, I'm not sure where she's originally from, but she's now living in Los Angeles, which she loves. Here now is her interview with Kate Quigley. Madalyn's PF. Oh, hey, PF. What's up? <laughs> Not much. Didn't mean to throw you Sorry, there. your number came up as Ohio. So I was that's, confused. That's me. I'm in Cincinnati. I don't remember from... Oh, uh, that's right. Didn't yeah. I talk to you before? Twice. Have we interviewed before? Yeah, I yeah. I thought so. Okay. You, you okay, were, um, I, I was going to say... You, we, can always, you can always text me, just so you know, because I get that email gets so flooded with emails. From yes. Everyone that messages from my website goes there, too. So, uh... uh and my assistant, Steve, unfortunately, like, got a second job, so he's so busy now that he misses a lot of things. Uh, new assistant. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I figured it was something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, sorry about that. Um, I, I know we no spoke we, we spoke last year uh, briefly. I'm trying to turn on the gain on my mic here because I was too loud. Hold on. There we go. Uh, we spoke last year uh, briefly for an update and two years ago for my podcast. And so I was wondering, could we use this one again for my podcast since you haven't been on in two years? Minutes. That's fine. Perfect. It'll be enough for a yep. 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 Usually fifteen to twenty is good. So we'll start. We'll start from the top. So what's new with you in, in the past year? I know I I'm, you're, I follow you on Twitter and stuff. Uh, and so I'm kind, of, I'm kind of up to date on your goings on, but I don't have a, like a solid grasp on what what the latest and greatest is. <laughs> Um, well, gosh, I've been traveling a lot more this year. I've been on the road almost every weekend, or every other weekend at least, which is great. That's been really fun. Um, gosh, it's so funny because I feel like there should be a lot more that has changed. The podcast is doing really well. Um, I started shooting the show I do, The Hollywood Pool Party. We started shooting that. Oh, yeah. Digital series, but it's not out yet. That'll actually be dropping in, I think, the next eight weeks. So... But nothing crazy. It's just the usual, just grinding away out here. 
Okay, so you're you're headlining more going around the country and as opposed to staying in LA or is that Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely doing a lot more headlining, less featuring. I'm still featuring with uh, Joey Diaz or Andrew Dice Clay. Like those two guys oh, okay. who I'm open for. Oh, there you um, go. Other than that, headlining now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought as opposed to because I know you're doing a lot of you're doing a lot of hosting work and things like that, and uh, emceeing because people love you for that kind of stuff, and kind of the, and a little bit of sports related stuff too. So I was just kind of wondering of how that was, you know, because you know you're in Vegas a lot doing things like that. So I was kind of wondering what the balance was at the, of your uh, workload. Oh, well, I haven't done any of that MC work since I got my TV show on the Playboy Channel, which was about four years ago. I think. Oh, okay. So when I met you. Um, or when we first started talking, I don't think I was doing that anymore. I think you just started the Playboy show, yeah. Host some comedy shows, or host, like, television stuff, like the ABN Awards or the Playboy show. But, yeah, I quit doing all that sort of talent, that sort of live talent work when I got the TV show. Cool. And uh, so how did the, the pool party thing develop again? Cause I think l- last time we spoke, and, and the, the podcast listener didn't really get to hear this, how that all kind of developed. Um, I think it was kind of just in the the kernel of um, development the, when we spoke last time for the podcast two years ago, because you had been doing it live yeah, on stage, kind of? the pool party thing has been like, an, I would say about everything I do, that's like the passion project that I do. Um, I apologize for the noise, by the way. I had uh, to sit outside. That's fine. There's a little bit of... Motorcycles coming, <laughs> coming by. Um, the Hell's Angels are rolling through. Just hold on. Jeez. Um, the Hollywood pool party, I started doing that as a live stream actually years ago when I was periscoping all the time. And I would take a kiddie pool, I would put it in front of like a dumpster outside my apartment complex, and I would have like the most famous people I could get to come over. And we would talk about Hollywood. But the point of the show is just to debunk the illusion that Hollywood is very glamorous. Like, right. you know, kind of like you'll see movie stars on a red carpet, but if you walk two blocks over, you'll see like a tent village of homeless people or like guys, like you see the real Hollywood a block off the red carpet. So this show is supposed to kind of make fun of the illusion of Hollywood being the red carpet. And really it's more like the tent village. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it started as a live stream, and then I actually uh, sold the project to a network that we shot a bunch of episodes for, and then just like Hollywood goes, that network went under before anything ever got released. And then it took me almost two years to get all that footage back. Oh, my God. And to get the rights again to do it on my own. So now I'm able to do it. So now I teamed up with the crew, and we're shooting it, and it's going to be shared on All Things Comedy and some other digital platforms. But oh. it's just... That's cool. Yeah, that is kind of the, the two-edged sword of the way things are in entertainment today. Yeah, there are a lot more outlets, but if you want to get any kind of like money behind you or anything, you got to kind of trust that people are going to be around because like a lot of people invested in CISO, like Paul Reiser's series, uh, There's Johnny. Seven episodes, CISO goes under. Done. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. But it's just like anybody in Hollywood that's like, you know, like George Clooney. I forget how many pilots he said he started before an episode finally went to series. I mean, like, so, like, 30-something pilots. So it's just kind of part of the business. You get used to it. Yeah, and the thing that you're saying about L.A., that's come up before on the show here. It's like if you live in Los Angeles and have like a good gig, even not in the entertainment business, just a steady gig. I have friends that live out in um, Rancho that are both in the medical industry, um, hospital administration. But if you have a steady gig, Southern California is great. And if you don't, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, to be really 
honest with you, I, I, I have always been a think outside the box type person. Like someone wrote to me on Instagram the other day and was like, how much money do you have to make to live in LA and not live in squalor? And I said, it depends how you define squalor because to me, it was always a dream to be here. So I didn't care. I lived in a studio and slept on the floor for so long. And I have a friend, I have a friend who's a rock star, like a legit, I mean, he has two songs in the last year in the Billboard, in the Billboard Top 40. And he lives in a van because he just likes that kind of life. Oh, so wow. It really just depends on what you care about in life, I think. But I always was of the mindset of I'd rather be pursuing my dreams and not have money than have money but be doing something I don't care about. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I love LA. Don't get me wrong. It's just that just from friends. Oh my God, I love it here. Yeah. It's, like, it's my favorite place I've ever lived. Yeah. From like, just from my, like I said, knowing friends that have both, you know, uh, struggled out there and friends that are doing well out there. It just seems that, and I guess that could be the case anywhere, but it seems like if you're struggling like here in Cincinnati or Minneapolis, you can get through the tough times a little easier than you can in say a Los Angeles or a New York or even a Chicago for that matter, where, you know, rent might be an issue yeah. or things like that. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think a lot of people come out and they just think it's going to be easier than it is. Uh, but yeah. they also have a different level of what it means to make it in their mind, I think. Because I know when I first moved out here, I right away booked a gig on a union TV show, acting, and it happened so fast. It's kind of like when you go to Vegas and your first hand you win. <laughs> yeah. So then you think... Gambling is easy. I'm going to win all the hands. And then you spend the rest of your trip trying to win another hand. And I think that happens here sometimes. People come out and they get a little stroke of good luck. Like that happened to me. And then you go, oh, I got this. No problem. This isn't that hard. And then you don't get a gig. You don't get a gig. You don't get a gig. You get get fired. Your stuff gets canceled. The network goes under. Whatever happens. And then eventually you're like, oh, at some point you have to either – doing it for the passion and stop caring about fame and money or I think you're going to be disappointed. I think that's what it was for me. At some point there was a switch. I started doing comedy and I was like, oh, this is just fun. I don't care if I ever get rich or famous. I just love comedy. And the minute I stopped caring about rich or famous is when I started to really enjoy life out here. But as long as you're desperate for that, I don't think you'll ever like it. I really don't. <laughs> that's the secret. Secret is to care as little as possible about <laughs> about like how far you go and just enjoy the journey. Yeah, and that also seems to fit your at least your stage persona, probably your regular persona too. Because you told me last time that you know you on stage, of course, is just a hyped up version of you. But that does kind of fit your persona overall. So that kind of helps, I guess. You know the you know ha- have a good time all the time kind of philosophy. <laughs> I really think that life's too short to just be miserable or focus on the negative. I've been changing. That's what's changed the last year for me. I think I started to, like, become a little more, not like I'm reading the secrets or anything because I haven't, but <laughs> but I've been trying to focus a lot more on positivity, positive people. I mean, I was in an Uber the other day. This is a true story. I was in an Uber the other day, and the Uber driver said, like, uh, what do you hate about LA the most? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think about what I hate. I think about what I like. And he was like, come on, you must hate it. Some stuff about LA. And I was like, I don't know. I try to really focus on what I like about life, not what I hate. And the guy was like, yeah, but tell me one thing you hate. And I was like, I hate this ride. Let me out. And I made him drop me off. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so, like, that's changed. That's funny. 
So what kind of things are you talking about on stage these days? I know for a long time you had been talking about your uh, relationship because you'd been, you know, been married for 10 years and you were kind of like yeah. dealing with the aftermath of that. But what, what are you dealing with these days? Because I, I see little bits and snippets of you. Uh, sometimes you'll post a minute or show of your set on Twitter or occasionally t- turn up on YouTube or as part of somebody else's uh, comedy show when you're doing a couple of minutes. Uh, what, what, what are you talking about on stage these days? Uh, Twitter has decided, you know, that that we're very close, and always you're one of the people that shows me. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, so I'll see your tweets uh, a lot. And I've been wondering over the past couple of weeks, and I've, you know, in advance of this interview, you know, I know a lot of people hassle you, you know, because you're pretty, and you know, and and that kind of that, that kind of distracts from your comedy. And I thought, well, how is it different from say your friend Brad Williams, who's also been on the show? You know, he's a little person, but that's just part of who he is. No one hassles him because he's a little person and doing comedy, or well. Dice is more of a character, so that's a different thing. But are you kind of still dealing with that, or is that just the thing you have to deal with as a comedian? You know what's funny is every interview I do, I get asked about it, and I actually don't even ever really realize that it's any more than anybody else deals with until people ask me, which is so weird because, um, like, yeah, because, uh, and maybe it's just because I'm in the business, but, like, when I bring up Brad Williams' name, I'll be like, man, Brad is killing us. There's always one or two haters that'll say, well, yeah, of course, he's a little person. Yeah. Like, people say it no matter what your okay. advantage is. So I hear it. Or Chris Celia. I mean, people say shit about Chris Celia. Oh, he, you know, well, his dad, whatever. It's like, but when you're actually a comedian and you know how hard the job is and how much work it takes to get to where any of those guys are, you start to defend all of them. So, like, if I hear anyone say anything about anybody, I'm like, yeah, you know how hard it was to get to where that person is? I don't care who your dad is. Like, if Chris D'Elia was bombing on stage every night, he wouldn't be Chris D'Elia. And yeah, exactly. The same for, you know, but, but it's funny because I just, I'm, anytime someone says something like that now, I just, I usually just say, hey, why don't you come into my show and I'll give you a couple minutes on stage and we'll see how you do. Right. Well, the... <laughs> The only thing, the other reason I brought it up is because I know a lot of times you'll you'll post these, uh, you'll post screenshots of maybe things from Instagram, maybe from Twitter, where, where dudes are being kind of rude. Oh, send me a boob shot and uh, stupid things like that. Oh, the so DMs, that yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just kind of wondering, you know, if you're dealing with things with what you have to deal with is any different than you know, like I said, what Brad has to yeah. deal with, or you know. Uh, you know what? I think that it's um, probably just any girl on the internet who posts any kind of quote, hot photos ever probably has to deal with the same kind of DMs that I do. But the thing is, people think that it really bothers me, but in a way, it's great, because if people didn't send me those, I wouldn't have those funny DMs to post. And, like, people yeah, love true. those. So yeah. it's, but it's all 
also sort of like, there's a lesson to teach. Like, just because someone is posting hot photos doesn't mean you should disrespect them. Yeah. So if the pool party kind of takes off here and we're hoping it will, does that mean you'll be out on the road less and people will be seeing uh, less of you town to town or? Oh gosh, I who knows. I mean, it, it, it just all depends. But as for, for right now, we're putting a bunch of episodes in the can. So even if it's sold or even if it happened, then, you know, they're already shot. So we would do another batch. So probably not. Stand up is my favorite thing. I love going on the road. I love performing from a live audience. So I would always try to keep doing that no matter what happens. So the travel doesn't wear you down at this point? Because I know some people love it, other people hate it, other people just deal with it, it's part of the job. The travel is the worst part of the job, but the stage time makes the travel worth it, you know what I mean? Yeah, do you like being in different towns and stuff and kind of discovering the, the hot places, or do you just kind of, you know, you know, take, do some downtime? I love it. I love traveling and I love seeing different places. Now I've been, I've been to 49 states and I've been to most of them more than once. So now it's become where a lot of times like a city like New York or Chicago that I've been to very, very many times, I might not go do quite as much. Okay. Um, but if it's somewhere I haven't been as many times, I don't know. It really depends how tired I am. Like, I'm doing Salt Lake City this weekend with Joey Diaz. I'm sure I'll get out a little bit, but that's because I'm I'm opening for him, so it's not as much work. Oh, there you and go, yeah. Well, lining, I'm a little more tired. I got to do radio, and, and the shows are longer, so I tend to take more naps and stuff like that. So uh. it depends, but I always get outside and take a walk or try to do a local hike or at least go to one, one local bar after a show, something like that. I always try to see something just so you're not in your hotel all weekend. So what state haven't you been to? I'm sorry, what's that? What, what state haven't you been to? You said you've been to 49. What have you... What, what's North missed? Dakota. Oh, okay. Interesting. Isn't think, that weird? Yeah. I was going to guess Vermont, maybe? Because my, my friend who lives in Rancho was there at a hospital conference. I figured, well, that's got to be a place that doesn't have a comedy club. Um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Vermont. I've been to all those states doing other things. Like, okay. Uh, I used to do these national parks tours. So I've been to Acadia. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, how about the Canadian provinces you covered there? I have not been to all of them, but if I start naming them, I'm going to sound so American because I don't know. I've been, I haven't been to, uh, I mean, actually, I think I've been to most of them, but I haven't done, like, all the Canadian national parks. I really want to go to Banff and Jasper. That's, like, the last two parks I haven't been to that are on my bucket list. So okay, you been, I gotta get up there, but I've done, you know, I've done Vancouver, I've done Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto, okay. I've been to a there lot of go. places in Canada, none of those are provinces, I know. But, but they're in provinces, that's fine. Look, I'm, I'm a huge canophile, I still get confused, especially in the Maritimes. And then up north, with, <laughs> it used to be just the Northwest Territories, and they divided into uh, Nunavut, and then I think it's still the other parts of Northwest Territories, I'm like, I... I can't keep track. And there's only 10 provinces, so you didn't think it would be that difficult. But I didn't realize you were such a parks that's person. I, said, I didn't realize you were such a... Oh, yeah, I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm wow. Obsessed with the parks. Oh, that's cool. So do you get to do that okay. much when you're out on the well, road? Or? I, it's hard to do that when you're traveling for comedy, but I have been to almost all of the U.S. parks, yeah. I used cool. to have a park pass, and my ex and I would go to... 
I mean, I think one summer we did like 16 parks or 17 parks in one summer. Like, that's my favorite thing to do. So, camping, hiking, that kind of affair, or what? Camping, hiking. I like outdoor stuff. That's the hardest part of being a comedian for me, is I'm a daytime person. Like, I like to be outside. I like to hike, camp, repel, like, whitewater raft, play volleyball, surf. That's all. Snowboard, that's, like, way more my scene than going out partying at night. Okay. That's pretty interesting, because my whole public image has become, like, partying. Yes. (laughs) Really, the truth is, I would much rather go out all day and play outside, take a nap, do my shows, go to bed, and start over, and then go out and party. It just so happens that most comedians party, so when I'm on the road, I end up doing what my friends are doing. Uh, okay. But, yeah, if I had a month off and I wasn't doing comedy, I would definitely be doing, like, snowboarding or surfing somewhere or something like that, for sure. Wow, fascinating. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today, ma'am, out of your busy, busy schedule, and hope it stays busy, of course. And as always, hopeful. Thank you. Did we have we seen you in Cincinnati recently? I think you were, might have been here. No, not no? Cincinnati. Okay. Columbus, not that long ago. Okay, okay, yeah. All right. Well, hope we'll get you in Cincinnati uh, sometime soon as well. I know that'd be great. I love that. Great. Okay, I'll, I'll put the word in some people's ears, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Sorry, it was hard to get a hold. Oh of no, that's fine. Connected. No, no, I'm I'm glad you're busy. Always good to hear that friends of the show are busy. That's better than not being busy. <laughs> People having too much thank time. Thank you. All right, Kate. Thank uh, good you. talk to you. Bye. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks again to Kate Quigley for being on the show. You can catch Kate at the House of Comedy up there in Minneapolis, August 1st through the 5th, and then flipping over to her Facebook page. Uh, she's going to be, let me see, coming up in August 24th through the 25th uh, at Laughs or at Laugh Boston. Uh, I believe that may be a comedy festival. It doesn't sound like a comedy club that I'm aware of anyway. So that's where you can find Kate. Oh, and you need to find, she's on, uh, of course, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. And she, you can also find her at, uh, I believe, katequigley.com. Or no, it's KateQ, I believe, is the uh, actual website. No, it is katequigley.com. All right. Yeah, she's KateQ, I think, on uh, Twitter. You'll find her. Have fun. She, she posts a lot of funny stuff. So anyway, we're up to the song of the week. Uh, and the song of the week. Oh, very important note. I almost forgot. You folks need to go to your YouTube. You need to, to subscribe to a YouTube channel. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. Let me look, make sure I get it right here. It is Nearly Liza. Liza with one Z. Uh, our Liz, little Lizzie is now doing, um, shouldn't call her, she wants to be called Liza now. She, she's not Lizzie. But anyway, I'm her dad. I can say that. Anyway, she's doing animations now. They are amazing. Uh, the, the intro was, even the intro was cute. And now she has her first uh, video up about, her first animation up about uh, the time she thought someone was breaking into the house. So uh, that's really funny. And she's working on some more. So do check that out. It's near, just go to YouTube, type in nearly Liza. It's two words, uh, Liza, L-I-Z-A. Please subscribe, share with your friends. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, all the folks at Cincy Shirts have been enjoying it. So I think you will enjoy enjoy it too. We now move on to the song of the week from the Rex. Remember we spoke to these kids from, uh, just like Kate Quigley, they're from other parts of the country and they all live in Los Angeles now. And we talked to them at Bunbury. They had that uh, great tune James Dean back at the beginning of the summer. This is the another single from their Panic Vertigo EP. It's called Way With Words. And uh, but this is it's really good stuff. They do really put me in the mind of Hot Shell Ray, not only in terms of sonically, 
But uh, just in terms of their the whole demeanor, they love their fans. Like I said, at Bunbury, they spent two and a half hours after talking to the media, uh, just standing outside the media trailer, just talking to fans, taking pictures, hanging out, and uh, really nice boys. So I think you're going to dig this tune. Wait with the words is our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. I dropped your things off late last night. I saw your mom. She said goodbye.